All right, I got her sound. Let me get the <laughs> air conditioner sound. <laughs> I love you. Welcome back to the Couch Potatoes for another riveting episode of Batman Playlist. Uh, I want to say up front, I know I'm going to make a lot of people mad with this episode. Are I you? apologize. Okay. Probably. I am the I, Green Traveler from Gorsh. Okay, I am the Faceless Leon, and this is a podcast about movies and TV called Green Faceless on the Couch. Welcome. And honestly, from, from like the little hint that I have... Uh, from, you know, just talking to you nearly every day, uh, I, <laughs> I don't know. I feel like we'll a lot of people will actually day. agree with you, with what your opinion is. See, that's the thing is a lot of people love this film as much as this is a hated film. It's like a hated film, like, an, almost like not to the same tier as the room. Like, you know how people love the room, even though it's a shit film, but I don't it's think great. that they all love it. Like... Like, no. oh, wow, that's a great, great masterpiece of a movie. I think they love it because it is, they know what it is. Yeah, because it's room. hilarious. And I mean, that's the thing, though, is a lot of people love Batman and Robin, which is the film we're talking today, mm -hmm. uh, because, you know, to them, it's funny bad. Yeah. You know, a lot of them are just like, oh, the one-liners, you got, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger's Mr. Freeze, it's hilarious, and Uma Thurman as Poison Ivy. See how I sprinkled, the, sprinkled those in there? Yeah. Where it's just sprinkled. like, people love people love the one-liners, and they think it's great. They think this film is, like, you know, hilarious. I hate yeah. it. Uh -huh. I hate it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> it's super bad. So, okay, I, uh, you know, I was expecting it because... The last time I watched it, I felt that it was super bad. Growing up, I enjoyed it um, because I was a fan of Arnold Schwarzenegger. And yes. <laughs> also, I do think there are some redeeming qualities of this movie, but they're mostly in the first half. Um, so, when That's I went to I watch think. this movie again, as I was saying... I was like, maybe this isn't so bad. In fact, I'm kind of enjoying this a little bit more than the last movie, Batman Forever. But as it progressed, that definitely changed. Yeah, it's it's so weird because it's like, it, I like the hamminess. So, so right. the big thing is, Tim Burton said no. He left. He's not, he, he produced Batman Forever. Uh, you know, he, he had stepped down from the directorial duties, but had still had some consulting producer duties and stuff like that. He was just done with it after that. He mm -hmm. was like, no, I'm not doing another one. Uh, and, you know, you still got Joel Schumacher and Akiva Goldsman coming back. Uh, Joel to do the directing and Akiva to do the writing. And the producers, uh, like Warner Brothers, was just like, it's got to be family friendly. You know, the last ones have been dark. They're not, you know, they're not, they, they want it hammy. They want it goofy. They want it to be campy, fun, family friendly. And that's why as kids, it's good. Cause I remember enjoying it as a kid. Yeah. Uh, and it's I like, did. cause it, it is kind of funny. It's, it's, you know, I love, they, they brought in George Clooney as Batman. Oh my God. Which is weird. He's got very <laughs> pronounced bat nipples. So I found out why I don't remember them in Batman Forever because he right. doesn't have that costume the whole time. No, just He's got another movie. costume. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's why I always remember the other costume. 
And but the yeah, one with the bat fins are very... for no reason. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like he's got gills still, on his it head. It was still better than this. It was still yeah, better maybe. than the bat nips. Oh my gosh. Okay. The bat nips are very odd. And then like you see you see George Clooney's chin. It's it's the same thing as as the Ben Affleck issue I have. When you see Ben Affleck's chin, you're like, yeah, that's Ben Affleck right there. That's Ben Affleck. I know that chin anywhere. So him being Batman was hilarious because it's like, how is anybody in Gotham not being like, is that Bruce Wayne's chin? Yeah. I think that's Bruce Wayne's chin. Like, I think Batman <laughs> is Bruce Wayne. Like, it's that Maybe. easy. Like, anybody. <laughs> but, like, it's, just, it's almost the same thing with George Clooney. He has such a recognizable face that even with a, a mask on, it's still just like, yeah, that's George Clooney. he even pointed out himself i think i don't have anything to quote so you know if we decide to cut this especially if it gets rambly as i'm ought to do uh i recall him even saying i know i wasn't a good batman i'm a freaking bobblehead i that that is probably a misquote That is probably oh a misquote, but I do recall him yeah, you, saying, "Like, yes, I know that I wasn't a good choice for Batman." I do recall him saying yeah. something like that to that effect. And it was like it was during his what was that Doctor Show ER? Was that it? Yeah, it was I, during those days. It was during those days. It might have been one I of his so. earlier movies then, because I yeah, it was ninety seven. He, he did ER, ER um, for a while. I can check this easily. Yes, we have yes, the technology. We have the technology. I'm not going to type in that quote though. I could be wrong. I don't care. Oh my gosh, I got to scroll way through these filmographies, man. This guy's been in too much shit. Uh, yeah, that's for sure. Work less, bro. Work less. Yeah, it was fairly early in his 97. So let's see when his ER years was. Were 94 to. 2006 as Doug Ross. Yeah, right smack in the middle. Damn, 109 episodes? Bro, work less. <laughs> <laughs> My God, man. <laughs> no, that's awesome. But yeah, it was, he was a doctor on TV and he was Batman at the same time. <laughs> couldn't, have, couldn't have been higher in his career. It was peak. Peak, I tell you. <laughs> I don't know. With the loss of Tim Burton, like I don't think that he really kept the last one you know, I don't know how much he had to do with the last one, but like with this one, all that camp is like in here. Like I feel like Jeez. I think I feel like Tim Burton kept out some of the camp that they wanted. I think I feel Maybe. like he was just like, no, that's a little stupid. He still has his own form of camp, but it's a different like right. it's a darker, you know, oozing camp. But this this was just thick. This was like garlic breath camp. Like this is like <laughs> this is heady. Garlic breath camp. <laughs> <laughs> all the all the dialogue too is bad. Like it's really just flat. Yeah. But like, I, the only thing I love about the dialogue is is um, Chris O'Donnell as as uh, Tim Burton, and he sorry, is playing past my Tim door. Burton. <laughs> somebody walked past my door, and I got I got like really shocked for a second because I was expecting Zelda to start barking. No, Chris O'Donnell as uh, Dick Grayson, uh, Nightwing. But in this, still just Robin, yeah. And then uh, George Clooney. I love their chemistry. Like, even though they're at odds throughout a lot of this movie, at the beginning when they're kind of working together, it's like it's very much you know, it has that that heart of Adam West, Burt Burt Ward. But like, it's not 
quite there, but it's yeah. got that heart. Yeah. There's, I like that a bit. There was a little bit of gee wow uh, going on for sure. I'm grasping at straws here. So, the if we're going to get into the synopsis here, uh, there is right. a B story. I'm going to talk about the B story. One? Yeah, sort of. I'm going to talk about the, the B story here uh, of between Batman and Robin of Batman not trusting Robin to be capable. Uh, so, mm-hmm. there is this one moment where Bruce almost kills Dick. When they are driving the bat car and the Robin cycle up a statue and they are yeah. on the giant, <laughs> giant fingers of this bronze statue. And yeah. as they are about to jump from the Batmobile, Bruce kill switches the bat cycle and he grinds across the statue and almost falls off the edge. Like, okay, yeah, Bruce, we know real. you're smart. But you can't protect chaos, and you are putting no. him in a terrible, terrible situation. What the fuck? That that yeah, that part really pissed me off. <laughs> yeah, he's literally better off like making the jump, and then if he misses, just grappling onto a nearby. You have like super capes, but you made the super capes. They literally, they literally jumped out of a what was a helicopter or something and surfed down on like yeah. shielded door kind of thing. Yeah, like they would, he would have been fine. It's like no, it's <laughs> like, too dangerous. And it, it, it I really, don't want this kid. <laughs> really, there's not. Uh, I don't feel like George did anything to his voice in between. He was just george clooney voice both no. times so yeah. I, I only did batman voice because i am conditioned to do so <laughs> it's in our contract mm-hmm. <laughs> pay us warner brothers yeah That's right <laughs> yeah We're, there's another get uh, your hbo this is not story. a commercial for hbo max no. <laughs> no, there's a there's another <clears throat> B story though that uh, is important and it introduces another character to the uh, the end of this failed universe, uh, and that is Alicia Silverstone playing. It wasn't Barbara Gordon. It was. But it was that girl. Uh, it was Barbara Wilson. Barbara, Barbara Wilson. Wilson, who is uh, the niece of our dear dear Alfred Pennyworth. Michael Goff. Yeah. Yeah, because yep. that's how it goes. Because they haven't utilized their Jim Gordon at all. Yeah. They did not want to make Pat Hingle a better character. No, and they were didn't. Like, nah, fuck it. No. They oh, don't even meet. They're depressed. not even in this. They never have a scene together. Not that Pat Hingle really has any scenes. He's just. <laughs> con- they were just contractually obligated to keep Pat in the movie. I don't know what they have against Pat. But they—he's probably a best friend. It's, it's not probably a best, best friend of somebody. It's kind of yeah. like it's kind of like that uh, that guy from Lost who is in every single like J.J. Abrams uh, yeah. movie and show. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. I I remember uh, this human, but not their face. But you know, he's the he's the pilot. He's the pilot in Lost, and then oh, uh, Matt, in, in Matt. Star Wars, his name is. That might be his name in Heroes, but I know who you're talking about. I think that's his name in Heroes, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. Matt from Heroes. That's all I was going to say. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's right. Uh, And he's he's also a pilot in Star Wars, I think. That's right. Uh, He sure is. Yeah. Deck. But only the JJ ones. 
<laughs> Dak, <laughs> I can take on the Empire alone. <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> hey guys, uh, Dak's got shit. this. <laughs> oh, Family Guy, Star Wars, they were good. So, uh, well, the first two were good. <laughs> they are being Batman and Robin, the title characters. Sorry for my awful segue that just, you know, cut into your tangent. My bad tangent that was just burning through the episode. (laughs) That's okay. Just going to devolve into quoting Family Guy for the next two hours. (laughs) (laughs) It could happen. I'm sure there's a podcast that that does that. Batman and Robin, if you can call them that, they're going after Mr. Freeze because he is robbing jewelry stores and banks for diamonds because they power yeah. his frost engine. And he's also dropping terrible one-liners everywhere, everywhere he goes and that in and of itself is a crime. That in and of itself is what? A crime. A crime. Yes. Yeah, they're going to arrest is. him for that. But honestly is it's one of my top admirable traits of the movie, honestly, because because this movie doesn't have very much else. You see like I would love it if it wasn't Arnold. That's, I think, why yeah. I like it. <laughs> I just, I can't stand his delivery in this movie at all. It's so his, uh, off. It, okay, I will say, though, best makeup in the movie for, for Mr. Freeze. Right, it, for real. It's yeah, pretty fucking yeah. good. He's got, he almost looks like he's like some kind of blue granite looking thing, like a countertop, you know? And, yeah. uh, you know, I think I recall my parents' garage being painted like that. Uh, the, the floor. <laughs> <laughs> his, his frost suit, you know, it's okay. It kind of looks like, um, I don't know. I feel like it looks more like a parademon suit than it does any of the earlier interpretations of Mr. Freeze. Um, but Dr. Yeah, Victor Freeze, you're going to look up the suit. I'm looking up the designer because I wanted to give a shout out to the designer. Yeah, there was some interesting costume choices. Uh, bat nipples was a sin. And while you're doing that, I do yeah. have <laughs> a tangent story about bat nipples. In uh, high school, there was a talent show one of my last years there. It might have been my senior year. And I actually ended up winning third place with a skit where I impersonated Arnold Schwarzenegger. And um, it was called <laughs> Storytime with Arnold. And I opened yes. up with... <laughs> I'm sorry, Arnold, if you're listening. I opened up with an upside-down book. And <laughs> he says, Welcome to Storytime with Arnold. I don't know what story he was going to tell. But he talked you're about... Not gonna try the, you're not going to try oh, the I'll, impersonation? <laughs> yes, I will do it. I will do it. I will. Get in there. Sorry again, Arnold. (laughs) I will do it. I open with that. It's story time with Arnold. And then it's something about how uh, he doesn't actually speak English, but he was very fluent at reading cue cards. And (laughs) that that was the whole premise of the skit. (laughs) And... um, Anyhow, uh, I won third prize at the at the contest, and oh, then nice, they wanted nice. to show a case 
us in a in a pep rally at the school. And so in front of all the school, it was me and the other two top winners were supposed to do our our bit again. Bigger crowd, my buddy who was helping me set up, he kept on saying, dude, you got to throw in a line about bat nipples. You just got to. And so (laughs) I, and there was a bit where I talked about playing Mr. Freeze. So I threw it in there. And after I said, Something about bad nipples. Then I blanked the rest of the show. And I, <laughs> no, and I, no. And I had to improv end it. And it was, ah, uh, it was something. Ah, uh, it's one of those things that you, you think on when you're about to fall asleep and then you just can't like fall asleep at all because you're like, damn it. <laughs> damn it. If I only <laughs> had that time. moment back. <laughs> it's so uncomfortable. I did find the maker of Mr. Freeze's armor. It was armorer Terry English, uh, who estimated the costume cost about $1.5 million. Holy shit. What was it made out of? Yeah. Um, All it says here on the good old Wikipedia is that to prepare for the role, Schwarzenegger, and I'm quoting directly from Wikipedia. Don't sue me, Wikipedia. Uh, to prepare the, for the role, Schwarzenegger wore a bald cap after declining to shave his head and wore a blue LED in his mouth. Yep. His his prosthetic makeup and wardrobe took six hours to apply each day. Six hours. Holy cow. Well, it does look Luscious good. Shit. And honestly, I'm kind of surprised that he was wearing a bald cap because it's pretty good. Yeah. While they are doing that, busy trying to take care of Mr. Freeze, who, if you don't know Mr. Freeze, Doc, Mr. Freeze, Dr. Victor Freeze's story, it is a sad one. He's trying to save his wife from this disease and accidentally, like, froze himself, and now he has to stay cold yeah. to live. Something like that. That's a very, yeah, the, very synopsis. In this movie, you get, yeah, you get one shot where it's like, it's, it's old footage, because they found it in, yeah. like, a, a recording device. And it's him, like, standing in front of a computer. And then there's, like, sparks. And he goes, ah! And falls <laughs> ah! back into a vat of ice. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> he just, like, falls into, like, ice water. Yeah. And then, like, they cut to, like, him. And now he's like, now he's a hardened criminal. And it's like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> he's got to steal money to, to make his... To, to figure out how to cure himself and f- cure his wife. At least like, four times he says, I froze my heart. And that was like his excuse <laughs> that he couldn't like make decisions that were morally good. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, it's so, it's so comic booky. Like, yeah, definitely. They really hammed it up. They really did What's even that. worse is like we've uh, another another plot line that's going on. There's way too many plot lines. That's yeah, another problem with this a, movie. A problem. Way too much. It's uh, Uma Thurman as as uh, Poison Ivy. Uh, Pam Isley? Did they actually go with her real name? Uh, yep, Dr. Yep, Pam, Pam Isley. Isley. Yeah, she is. Uh, she wants to basically, you know, she she's an eco terrorist, as they've labeled yeah. her. She wants to give the world back to the plants, and uh, she she, you know, confronts Bruce Wayne about uh, something. I think about <laughs> how his business is like affecting uh, right. the plant life or whatever, right. and how he can do something about it. And he just like blatantly is like, no, that I is don't know. 
what have after we get to see the origin story of this particular poison ivy. Yeah, which is incredibly dumb. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh my god. It includes the origin story of this universe's bane as well. No. <laughs> you were no! you wanted to avoid this, huh? So uh, it's so bad. Michael Reed McKay is dragged out. Uh, he is a very, very thin man, very small as well, uh, playing Antonio Diego. And then they pump <sighs> him full of, of venom. It's this totally made name. up character, dot mad scientist guy, Dr. Jason Woodrew. Maybe he is in the, in the comics. I don't fucking know, but his costume was ridiculous. I don't remember him. What's that? Maybe he's like an Arkham. Maybe he's like an Arkham guy. I don't remember. Maybe him. I don't. Ooh. know. I, I hovered over his name on Wikipedia. It was he's apparently the Floronic Man, also known as the Plant Master, Floro, and the Cedar. S e e d e r. The, the Cedar. Cedar. Ew. Yeah, I don't like that one. I don't uh, like that one. At anyhow, all. it's played by John Glover. If I didn't say, so they. It was like a, a weird comic book shout out that they didn't use at all that's pretty much what it was yeah 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 i guess yeah and so they take an easter egg (laughs) and put a luchador mask on him for no reason and then they pump him (laughs) (laughs) then they pump him full full of venom and he gets all big and like like eight feet tall and big ripply muscles look more like he's green on the couch and he's green yeah just a little bit of greenness going on and yeah, uh, he looks a little ill. Then he accidentally presses the turbo mode on it, and Bane goes crazy and kills everybody. Um, and uh, <laughs> as that's, you do, as you do, and that somehow makes it so that all those chemicals spill in Pamela's lab, and uh, the doctor tries to kill Pamela. I'm just ruining this scene for you entirely because it's it is pretty yeah, dumb. Yeah, it's like he kills Pamela. It's really bad. And uh, by throwing her into that that pile of of chemicals and whatnot, like she's trying to yeah. mix venomous animals with plants. That's been her research, right? And he stole her research to make the venom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. And so, anyhow, she pops back out of this hole with her poison ivy powers, and also all of her lines are now sultry, like that. It's a must. And yeah, yeah, she's very, very seductive. That's right. And she then immediately kills the uh, the doctor Jason, and uh, also Vane uh, becomes her valet. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's that's literally what happens. Like, I am. Th- that's another thing that really pisses me off about this this whole movie. Is imagine me, young kid. I haven't been introduced to really comics at all. Right. But when I am young, when I am in you know in the nineties, when I'm six or whatever, and I'm looking up all these like comic book stories, and I read about this one villain that just happened. It happened in like 93, 94, right. so it wasn't too long after I, my human birth, you know? That's right. He broke the Batman. He took the Batman and snapped him over his fucking knee after releasing all of his enemies from Arkham to tire the fuck out of him and then meeting him at his own fucking house, meeting Batman at his yeah. own house to break him. 
Yeah. That's badass as fuck. He was immediately one of my favorite villains without having ever read the comics because I was just like, holy shit, this guy means business. Yeah. And then when I got to college and could just buy comics, when I realized that, I, you know, this is my money, I guess I could just use it. Right. And so I started buying comics. That was like the first one I read. I bought the Nightfall comics, the all three uh, giant ass books, all three volumes of it. And in the first one, I read it. And I fucking loved Bane. He was super cool. Then along comes Tom King, and he writes a pretty awesome Bane story, in my opinion. And again, I know people didn't like the love story with Catwoman, but I love the Bane stuff. He's awesome. I love Bane. Yeah. And the movies have decided to continuously shit on this guy. What? What? I, I, I like Tom. <laughs> we'll talk Tom okay. Hardy's when we get there. I do like his. But at the same time, spoiler alert for The Dark Knight Rises if you haven't seen it. He's not the fucking mastermind. He's just yet another henchman. This is true. That is true. And I'm tired of that. that. This dude is smart. This dude is crazy. And he's powerful. Let him be crazy and powerful. He's smart. Why did, why, I don't know why he's this not movie smart. decided he's to even... He's 100% not no. smart in this movie. <laughs> no. I don't know why they even bothered to use the name Bane. I don't know why they put a luchador mask on him. Like, literally just put any other mask on him, change the name from Venom to, like, Strength Juice, and you're fine. If you're right. not going to use Bane, don't use Bane. Yeah, right. He breaks through a couple of walls, but that's not what Bane is the only thing that Bane can do. Um, so, the body, I think, of Bane, I'm not entirely sure, but Jeep, I just wanted to mention that Jeep Swenson did something for Bane. I think it's the body actor. Yeah, yeah. He was the, when he was souped up. Michael Reed McKay was skinny guy yeah. before, yeah, and then souped up was Robert Swinson. Which also, if you know the story of Bane, you know that he didn't start out being a, a scrawny guy. He was already strong, because he had to survive. Yeah, dude, like his, yeah, his origin story is crazy. Yeah. He was, he was baby, you know, he was born in this prison. And then when he was a kid, he was just, like, in this, like, one cell that would flood every single day. So, like, his whole day was, like, him grasping at the iron bars of his ceiling to stay afloat. Like... It's crazy. For years. Yeah. So, anyhow, it's a total disservice to that character. Um, But going back to the rest of the movie, you can tell how much of a nerd we are. (laughs) Angry nerds. Pamela decides that she's in love with with Mr. Freeze for some reason. Yeah, and uh, yeah, yeah it's really that's not great. I don't think because there's not really Maybe that much just, reason for. It. She just sees that he gets things done. That's really the excuse that's written in. Is he gets yeah. things done? So she goes and teams up with him to try to kill Batman and Robin. Uh, I think because she knows it's Bruce and she's mad at Bruce because he kind of brushed her off. Uh, he was a little bit rude, I think, in that scene. Yeah, he was. He really was. Like, yeah. it, honestly, like when I saw that, I was just like, maybe a tired Bruce would act like this. But like, I yeah. feel like normal Bruce would be like, "You're bringing up some interesting things. Why don't yeah. you submit it to my certain certain department, and uh, I'll look over it, and we right. can talk." Yeah, I like. like no, he, I, he was like really like the kind of chauvinistic at times too. Yes, a little bit, and definitely. Uh, stubborn, which is a, f- a trait that they were purposely giving him for this, um, you yeah. know, between him and, and Dick. But, like, the scene with Val Kilmar where he insults Nigma, like, at the very least, like you said, 
Bruce was like, well, we can do business, but we're going to do it this way. And then he's like, no, I need it now. It was, they, I mean, I guess they just didn't want to do the same scene, which that's fine. You could write a completely different scene. (laughs) Yeah, for fucking real. Uh, So anyhow, they get together. um, That being Freeze and uh, Plant Lady, Poison Ivy. And they're trying to kill Batman. And she, at some point, stops being able to motivate Mr. Freeze to do what she wants. So uh, she frames Batman as the murderer of his wife. Yeah. Yeah. And so now Arnold's like really going after Batman. But she somehow recorded herself too, right? Didn't she record herself? In the uh, no, she record. She she told Batman. Yeah, that's later. right. Ba- yeah, she he, told. Yeah. yeah, so it's super. Sorry, Batman. No, it's okay. Batman eventually lets Freeze in on it, and it it's a, kind of a sad moment. Um, but whatever. I don't know. They don't really. <laughs> I just didn't feel like they really cared for this. Movie. Spoilers, I guess. Uh, especially what yeah. they did with with Batgirl. So Alfred like from a distance takes care of this woman named Barbara Wilson as she's going to school and it's his niece apparently and she he then gives her this envelope slash tablet slash uh, secret bat science folder and um, <laughs> she asked he asked her rather to give that to his brother her grandfather and right instead she looks at it which apparently Alfred knew she would do, and then becomes Batgirl. Dun, dun, dun. That's it. And he had personally designed suits and everything for That's her right. already. And That's right. You. Yeah. It's like, I have decided that you're a Bat person now. Yeah, yeah, which is like not really on brand for, no, for Alfred. No, not at really all. at all. Uh, Alfred <laughs> is sick and dying with the same disease as, Alf- uh, excuse me, as Victor Freeze's wife. How coincidental. And how coincidental. And that's how they get um, everything back to Norman after the wildest third act ever. That just didn't make sense. No. Uh, but thankfully, my brain is fried before the end of the first act. That's so right. It didn't matter that it didn't it make didn't sense. It didn't matter. It just needed to be flashy and cool. It was cold. Yeah, yeah, sure. The the only thing I ever thought was hilarious that like that that ever stuck with me, even from like my childhood days, was um so so Poison Ivy has this like pheromone uh, right. enhancing ability where she could just make everybody like kind of like go swoon over her. And uh what's the Twitter painted? She can make everybody Twitter painted. <laughs> That's right, yeah. And <laughs> and she does this to Dick and and Bruce and it, it it's part of the oh, divide God, between them I for a lot of the film. That bit. I just wanted to block that out. I know, right? But like, the funniest thing is when she, she there's a moment near the end, spoilers, where she kisses Dick and she thanks that uh, she kisses Dick Grayson. <laughs> <I'm> specific. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and uh, and he, you know, he he like acts like he's just like, oh god, I'm you know your 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 spells worked on me. Ha ha! I'm wearing fake lips, and he removes uh, yeah. like these very thin like fake lips, rubber lips. And then, I even as a kid, said, or yeah, rubber lips. That was it. <laughs> 
even as a kid, though, it pissed me off because I was like, all right, now kiss him. Yeah. <laughs> right like, or like, right, just touch you're him. You're the rubber lips. Like, now kiss him. Yeah. Like, she's got it all over herself. Just like, touch him. You know, one thing I never oh quite understood is, well, maybe they don't want to make her feel like Catwoman, but like, just scratch him with poison on your nails. Yeah. What movie was that in? Yeah. That was Holes. <laughs> <laughs> we watched so many things. Yeah. Yeah, I have yeah, I think, started I think, forgetting uh, like, what we have covered and what we have not. Right, yeah. I have a I have a document out there somewhere, and I, I sometimes I update it, sometimes I forget. I mean, all the it's episodes are on our Podbean account. Uh, the truth is out there. The truth is out there, and I want to believe. Speaking of Podbean, uh, if you... Uh, <laughs> Speaking of Podbean, let me talk about Patreon. Okay. <laughs> if, you, if, if you're interested and you want to go down to uh, uh, patreon.com slash green and faceless, you can check out our tiers. Maybe uh, uh, see if you're interested in signing up, joining out. Right. Uh, becoming a potato. Becoming a couch potato. Yes. And uh, also, we uh, to hype the Patreon even further, we will have a special episode coming out this month that will be Patreon- exclusive that's right um and it'll be it'll be uh it'll be our catch-up episode it'll be all the all the new movies i've watched in theaters all the shows you've been watching for the that's past right. month or so i i might and bring i feel like if you bring in a, a show or two and i bring in a movie or two that's fine too it's gonna be more relaxed uh than yeah. this it's just gonna be us kind of catching up as we said uh, we haven't titled yeah, this yet. Conversation. So we'll yeah, right now the only thing I got involves green ketchup ketchup. Ah, okay. What so about that leaves out the faceless pitch? What about so we need something to uh, uh, pitch up? Pitch up. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's stupid. Well, anyhow, check Smack that out. That'll be out up. soon. What? <laughs> Pack my pitch up. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> so <laughs> that won't that, that won't be the time. <laughs> Maybe French fly flicks. Maybe we could use that. that might work. Yeah, we haven't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We haven't. Yeah. Well, I will say that uh, uh, Batman and Robin is tater tot friendly. It, so, yeah, you know, I would say, and maybe only more enjoyed so by the, the tater tots. One. I don't actually recall what was in the last one that I thought might not be. There's a lot more people dying. In like a, a shoot shoot gun way, rather than yeah. you know, most of these people are frozen to death or they fall over because they're uh, poisoned. So it's like yeah, and I feel like Batman does kill people too. Yeah, Batman actually. I'm pretty I sure feel- we didn't mention this in the last one. So spoiler for Batman Forever: 100% he kills Two Face. Oh yeah, definitely yeah. yeah. But like not not. You know, there's there was a method out of it, right? And like yeah. you could just say that he forgot to like grab his grappling gun and shoot it down there real quick or something. But like, yeah, he definitely, yeah, yeah. I mean, he all he did was toss coins. That's all he did. That's all he did. <laughs> but he, I mean, he really knew the reaction he did it he so that still. really he did it so that uh, Dick wouldn't kill him. That that was the whole thing. That I think the plot yeah. was better for that. Movie. Because they're really 
wasn't that much one. I think they knew who they wanted to use for the movie, and they're like, okay, we have to get them to this place. Which I do think, I know, okay, if I'm moving into my closing statement, I know you said earlier you disagree, but I think our villains, for what they were given, did just fine. I mean, like, it was definitely super campy uh, and really out there. Um, But their costumes, I think both of their costumes were really cool. And, uh, yeah, I want to give props to them for taking a bad script and at least having fun with it. That's what I'll say for the for the villains. That's fair. And I give the movie a f- a face. I give it a face. Like I still enjoy <laughs> watching it. It's just bad. I know it's bad, but like I can have a laugh and enjoy watching it, and I can see why people could really like the movie. But like compared to right. all the other three movies, it is definitely the weakest of of these four. One hundred percent. Yeah. Whereas, like, where Batman Forever is, like, the most forgettable, this one is just the worst. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. It's not good. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna start my closing statement off with a, uh, a quote here from Joel Schumacher. Um, if there's anybody watching this that, let's say, loved Batman Forever and went into Batman and Robin with granted great anticipation... If I've disappointed them in any way, then I really want to apologize because it wasn't my intention. My intention was just to entertain them. So that was his apology for his work on this film. Uh-huh. I will commend him for, you know, coming out and being like, I'm sorry that people were upset by this. Yeah. You know, that that's a very bold thing to do. And I, you know, I applaud that. And I also applaud that what, you know, he's very, he's very honest. He just wanted to entertain and he was being forced by Warner Brothers to make it a very hammy, family friendly script. Mm. so i don't know i don't you know i don't want to shit on him too hard but uh this one's rough this one's tough to watch for me yeah yeah it definitely (laughs) was made more for the kids 100 percent. and it's just like i can't stand the i can't stand the dialogue like all of the the one-liners they all make me grow and i love dad jokes i love them (laughs) i love bad puns it's just the delivery of all of these was just so deadpan. It's like nobody cared, and like I mean, they, I don't know. They they definitely seem like they're having fun. I will give them that. But like at the same time, it felt like everybody was just like, yeah, we know what this script is. You yeah. know, like well, let's just get this day over with. Let's have fun. And you know, I I, I give it one. I give it one star. Oh, like ouch. It, it, yeah, it makes it on a lot of people's worst films ever, and it deserves that. Honestly, it, it does. Like uh, at the same time, I mix it on a lot of people's like worst films ever, but like super fucking funny list too. So I can't. I agree this with the, this. Is a one bad, that I enjoy watching. I enjoy riding it, watching the riding the ride. I guess, but man, I just yeah. can't tell you what happens between like from the end of the second act through the third until the end. Yeah, I really couldn't tell you what happens. It, it, because your brain is fried. Yeah. Because you're literally just like, you're done. Yeah. Like, you can still absorb, like, that things are happening in front of you, <laughs> but, like, your brain's just, like, not comprehending because they fucking surf <laughs> out of, like, an exploding helicopter. That's at the beginning. So, your mind is blown at the beginning. Though the graphics during that point were pretty bad. Like, oh, I don't know why. Yeah. The, yeah. Even. It was pretty bad. Right. It's like they got a bigger budget, but at the same time, a weaker budget. 
Like yeah. it's really weird. Yeah, it feels less quality than than the other stuff. That's that is it. Well, yeah, is that our show? I think it is. Uh, sorry for all the big lovers of Batman and Robin out there. I hope I didn't hurt your feelings with my hatred of it, but um, I can't recommend it to anybody. Just let it go. I want to apologize <laughs> to my wife um, just beforehand. <laughs> And if I sleep on the couch after she listens to this, uh, I guess I'll let you know. So, see, that was that was one of the biggest like fears of mine because that's like when I started off where I was like, I know I'm gonna piss some people off. I knew that I was gonna piss her off because I know she likes this movie. Yeah, this is her her favorite one. I think it's just the first one she ever watched, and you know, a lot of nostalgia. Yeah, uh, I get that. That is true. That. There is a lot of nostalgia feel because we did watch it a lot as kids. I did like a it as a, kid. as a kid again. Yeah, yeah. It was just as I got older and watched more movies, I realized that. This one was just made poorly. <laughs> yeah, this is true. Well, for I, a big budget blockbuster, how? Yeah, how? Well, that's our show. It is. I have been the green traveler from Gorsh. And I am the faceless Leon. Safe travels and good night. Green and Faceless on the Couch is a proud production of Fiction Works 19. Are you a fan of the show? feel free to contact us at greenandfacelessfans at gmail.com or visit our Patreon page at patreon.com slash greenandfaceless. Don't forget to comment, like, and subscribe or rate us on Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much for listening.